Welcome back to the Igniting Dreams Within podcast, where we solve life and business problems that transform businesses and individuals into happier and fulfilled ones. I am your host, Eben Azmaulo. And this is a special edition of the podcast because today I'm celebrating my birthday. And on this special edition of this podcast, I just want to share with you the lessons that I've learned as I've been reflecting on my life and and the birthdays that I've celebrated. I feel that today is a special one and I wanted to share with you what I've learned, who have I become, the mistakes that I've made and all those things that, that would help you to better understand me. And I've broken it down, this lesson, into four sections whereby I'll be sharing the lessons that I've learned from the different stages of my life. And the first stage that I want to talk about is the primary stage or the teen stage where you are you find yourself in primary. And looking back on my life, I realized that one of the top two lessons that I learned in primary was that the first thing is to just have fun. You know, these days with the advancement of technology, we find ourselves with parents who are hindering their children from having fun, who are hindering their children from discovering their, themselves. It's, it's been stated that neuro, neurologically, between the ages of three and eight, that's where a child discovers themselves. And the biggest strategy that parents make is to force children in this stage or in this age to become who they want them, the children, who they want the children to be, not to expose or to express who the children want to be. And looking back on my life, having fun is one of the most important lessons that a child should, should enjoy. They should have fun and not be worried. What would the parents say? Or would me having fun and discovering myself, would this hinder or would it be aligned with what my parents and the expectations have of me? And looking back on my life and looking back on what the other children are doing these days, I realize that children are afraid of being themselves because they are afraid that I might not meet the expectations that my parents have of me. And it's this, this fear, this fear of being themselves, this fear of expressing who they really are that shows up later on in life. Where you find that children hate their parents because they were never given the chance or they were never given the opportunity to be children. When they are growing up, they end up holding grudges. So that mom, dad, you know, even if they might not be as bold as to have the conversation with their parents, but you'll find that some of them will be like wishing only if I was given the chance to be a child when I was young. Only if I was given the chance to have fun. You realize that you are confused now. You've got a career. You are married or you're older. You don't even know what your purpose is. You don't even know what your strengths are. You don't even know what the gift is that you've got. Only because you were denied the opportunity to have fun. To explore who you really are. Have fun. Having fun as a child 
and to discover your strengths. You know, it's it's in those young ages where we discover who we really are, where we discover that we love sports, or where we discover that we love music, or where we discover that we like uh, we like art or whatsoever. And it's in those ages that the parents should be able to encourage the children and the strengths to encourage them and their desires, to encourage the dreams that they have, to encourage the goals that they have, so that when they have grown up, they, they would easily know that, no, I remember when I was young, I used to love singing. Why am I not singing? Because singing brought me joy. And you find that later on, those fun times, that discovery stage when you were still young, would be a hint or it would guide you to discovering your life's purpose. And the second stage is... This is probably the most important one in high school. When you discover that in high school, it's where you, you, are, you, you, you are getting exposed to other children, where peer pressure suddenly shows up, where adolescence finally shows up. And you find that now you are trying to fit into particular groups, whether in the school, in the community, and you're trying to look cool. And if you are in that stage, the lessons that I've learned in high school it's where you need to discover what your life's purpose is. Because it's at high school where you'll be choosing or you'll be charting the direction of your career. When you are in high school, it's when you'll be choosing a specific stream. Here in South Africa, we are given a chance to select. Do you want to go for commerce? Do you want to go for history? Do you want to go for science? Do you want to go for agricultural studies? It's at this stage where you're where most of the, it's probably the most important time in your life because it's this choice that you'll be making at this stage that will determine who you are and who you will become. It's this stage that will determine the greatness that you have if it will be manifested or it will not be. So if you are a high school student and you are listening to this podcast, I challenge you to discover your purpose while you are at high school. I challenge you to discover your strengths. I challenge you to discover who you really are while you're at high school so that when you've grown up or when you are an adult, when you are choosing the stream of the career that you'll be following, you will be building that career based on your life's purpose. And in my book, There Are No Secrets to Success, I conclude that your purpose is the foundation, the foundation that you should build all your dreams upon. But if, you've do not, if you have not discovered your purpose when you are in high school, when you are choosing the career, that you will be building the foundation of your life, the foundation of the provision of your family's future, or even your family's future, and your children's future, you would not be able to because you have not discovered who you are or your purpose. Discover your purpose while you are still young, so that when you are older, you would not be confused or you would not be led into temptation into leaving other people's dream or leaving other people's expectations in an attempt to discover who you really are. While you're there, discover your gift and refine that gift you have. You know, when, when you've grown up and, and we've taken advantage of our gifts and now you realize this later on in life, you realize that, ah, ish, I wish I had discovered my gift when I was young. I would have had worked on my gift. No, 
while you're at high school or at that peer pressure or in that adolescent stage, discover your gift, work on your gift, refine your gift. It was Malcolm Gladwell, if I'm not mistaken, who said that you need a minimum of 10,000 hours, 10,000 hours of you working on your gift to become an expert. It's been said that when Serena, Serena Williams' father, when he saw that one could play tennis and would earn a very big check or a very big sum of money, that's when he decided, I want to shape my children. I want to work on this gift. I want to make sure that they become the best tennis players in the whole wide world. Even Beethoven, Beethoven's father, he was a musician. And from a young age, he said, I want to work on my son. I want to make sure that he learns this music and he becomes a master. Even Tiger Woods, when he was young, his father or his parents gave him, gave him a golf club and said, if you practice this, you'll have a great future. And while you are still there in your adolescence, they discover your gift and begin working on your gift immediately. Don't wait for when you are old. Don't wait for when you, you, you are made. Don't wait. Don't waste time. Discover your purpose. Discover your gift and refine that gift that you have. Make, maximize the time you have as a young child. Develop habits that would help you refine your gift. Work on your gift and make sure that that gift of yours when it's time for you to serve into the world you would serve it at the highest level of excellence because you've invested years and years and years of practice while you were still young or while you were still in your understanding work and refine refine that gift work on develop skill sets that would complement your gift while you're still young another lesson after you've refined and discovered your gift, make sure that you begin testing out if you can make a living out of that gift of yours. And for me, I discovered that I had a gift of speaking. I discovered that I have the gift of transformation. And I was afraid to work on my gift because I undermined my gift. I thought that no one would make a living out of talking. I, I, I didn't have a broader perspective or exposure that, that would alert me or that would make me aware of the fact that you can earn a living out of your gift. And while you are working and refining your gift, make sure. Don't make the mistake that I made. Make sure that you learn how to monetize or expose yourself in that development area or in that refinement stage. Make sure that you find and you expose yourself to mentors, expose yourself to, to, to coaches, to people who have discovered, who are doing, who are serving the gift that you have and, and at, at the level of excellence that you want to grow to and learn, study them, study them, study them so that you learn how to monetize and make a living out of your gift. Because if you miss this stage, if in the foundation of you serving and refining your gift, there is no way of you earning a living or making an income out of your gift. Later on, when you're older, 
you'd be the one who would undermine your gift. Don't undermine the gift that you have. Don't undermine the vision that you've got. Don't undermine anything you can become. Who you desire to be only if you work at it. Only if you invest the time in it. Only if you invest the hours, the years in practice, in deliberate and intentional practice and the refinement of your gift. It's only then tomorrow when you get the opportunity. I like what John Wooden says. And he says that when the opportunity comes, it's too late to prepare. Work on your gift. Refine your gift and make a living out of your gift. When you make a living out of your gift, you won't have to be miserable or you won't have to sacrifice your happiness and your joy. Working in a job that you hate because you want, you are so miserable, you are forced to do what makes you miserable so you would earn an income or you would make a living. And it's been said that most people die at the age of 20 and they are not buried until they are 80. Oh, to spend 60 years of your life doing things that you hate only so you can feed yourself. Make sure that whilst you are still young, when you've discovered your purpose, when you've discovered your gift, when you are refining your gift, You'll be able to take that gift of yours and make a living out of it. Have role models that you'd watch, mentors that would help you turn that gift that you are refining into a source of living, into an income generating state. If you're a musician, learn the craft of music. Learn how can you monetize that gift of music. If you are a singer, learn how you can take singing and earn a living and generate an income out of singing. When you do that, now we get to the third stage when we are adversity. Because you've discovered your purpose, because you've discovered, because you've refined your gift, because you are now making a living out of your gift, then you would be able to build systems around you serving your gift. Oh, my mentor says that one of the tragedies of a man with a gift is to find himself that he's got a gift, he has refined his gift, and he's celebrated, and is making an income or a living out of his gift. But he's a one-hit wonder, or he hasn't built systems or programs that will help him to consistently generate income from his gift. He has not created products that will help him continually for the rest of his life and for the rest of his children's life to continually make a living out of his gift. Oh, the tragedy. And while you are at university or while you are at college, be intentional about the habits that you are creating for yourself. Be intentional. Don't, don't just form habits that you are not aware of. Or don't let other people uh, emotionally manipulate you or, or, or inspire you to create self-destructive habits. I remember when I was at varsity and, and my friends used to be party animals. But I committed alone by myself 
that is the purpose and the gift that I am carrying inside. When I'm at this parties, when I'm DJing, because I used to DJ, when I'm DJing at this parties, I'm not going to drink or I'm not going to form a habit of drinking, smoking, and all those other negative behaviors that would end up causing me or compromising my future or compromising my gift. I knew if I could drink, I knew if I could start smoking, those habits would destroy my future, would destroy the chance that I have to fulfill my life's purpose, to serve my gift, to become who I was created to be. Be intentional about it. Be intentional about the, the habits that you are forming in your life. Don't let someone else or don't let anyone else cause you to developing habits that will not serve you. Or be intentional about the habits you are creating for yourself. And never stop learning. Never stop learning and growing. And perhaps for me, this was also another mistake that I made. And I found myself that when I wanted to write a book, I, I had gotten to a point where I was reading. I was reading a book a week, sometimes even two books a week. And when I wanted to write my book, I, fo I thought that I wanted to be, I thought that I could come up with my own original ideas. And I stopped reading books, and I stopped reading books, and I lost that habit of reading every day, and I lost the momentum that I had built. So never, never, never ever stop learning. Never ever stop growing and developing your craft and your psychology. Because as a man thinketh, so is he. And as he continues to think and develop himself and his mind, so he remains. And James Allen said this very powerfully. James Allen said that men are anxious to improve their circumstances. They are anxious to fulfill the greatness that they think they have. They are anxious to fulfill the dreams and the desires that they have. But because they are unwilling, they are unwilling to develop and grow their gifts on themselves, they therefore remain bound. Don't be bound by the circumstances that you find yourself in because you are not growing and developing. Develop a personal plan for growth. And I remember in 2011 when I committed that I'm going to grow and develop myself. Every day I was going to learn something. I was going to develop my mind. And I've never looked back from there. And so commit to a life of intentional growth and personal development. Another thing that I learned at this stage of my life or adversity, discover God for yourself. You know, when we are young, we discover or we are sort of like indoctrinated to believe what our parents believe. But for me, I believe what changed and what shaped me in my relationship with God was the fact that I discovered God for myself when I was at high school, when I was at varsity. I got sick and tired. I got fed up with religion and what people wanted me to do and who people said I must become. And I discovered God for myself and my life and my relationship and how I see him. 
in my life has changed only because I discovered him for myself. Don't take what people are saying God is and what he can do. Discover God for yourself because when you've discovered him and you've developed a relationship with him, not people or not the pastors, not the religious, but when you've discovered and you've, you've created of your or you've built your own personal relationship with him, when you are going through challenges in your life, you know that the God that I discovered for myself, he would allow this and that to happen in my life. Or when this and that is happening in my life, it's because it's working together for my will. But if you don't discover God or you don't develop a relationship with him for your own self, you'll always be limited to the knowledge that others have passed on you, or you'll only be limited to the revelation that God has revealed to other people. So develop and discover your own personal relationship with him. And another thing that's very important, when we are adversity or college, or date with intentionality, it's at this stage when we are looking King at marriage, or we are looking at the potential misters, our husbands and wives. It's at this stage that we do it with intentional to do it knowing that ah, this dream that I have, this talent, this gift that I have, this purpose that I have, I need this type of a person who will help me become who I desire to become. Or this type of a person is the one that I need that will help me to go where it is that I want to go. Stayed with intentionality. Oh, don't do it by chance. Oh, don't do it by, do it with intentionality. Because it is those people, the people that we choose to invest our lives, to invest ourselves in, that determine if we would become who we desire to be. Oh, I can show you many examples of people who had potential, only for that potential to be destroyed by the people they chose to date and the people they chose to marry. And as a coach, I've had many people, my clients, who would come to me and say, I gave up my dreams because of him, or I gave up my dreams because of her. Oh, don't fall into that trap. Date with intentionality, knowing that the person that you desire to be, or the dreams that you have, today and tomorrow would be fulfilled if I date this type of person. In the last category of the lessons that I've learned, the fourth category is to develop the spirit of entrepreneurship. As you are embarking on this journey of your life, whether you are young in primary, whether you are in high school, whether you are at varsity or you are at the workspace, at the workplace, discover and catch the spirit of entrepreneurship. Because when you catch the spirit of entrepreneurship, your life will never be the same. Your future, your financial future will be set and will be built on the foundation that's unshakable, on the foundation that's not breakable. You know, one of the most frustrating things to find people that are earning a lot of money, but they don't build systems that would consistently generate income for them. If it happens that they don't go to work, Make sure you catch the spirit of entrepreneurship. And when it comes to entrepreneurship, there are some four lessons that I learned. 
Number one, brand yourself or choose a brand, set a brand that you would want to be known as or have a brand while you are let branding brand your business let branding be the foundation of your business because if you don't know the trajectory or if you don't know where you want to go or the the outcome that you'd want to get from that business you'll not be able to build a brand that would be impactful you'll not be able to build a brand that will change and transform people's lives make sure that your brand the second lesson, learn what the market, learn what the market needs. Or what Vusitembegwe calls it, solving problems in the African context if you are in Africa. Or solving problems in the American context if you are in America. Solve business problems that your people have. Not the problems that you think they have, but the problems that they do have. Learn that, learn that. The third one. Oh, when you are going, when you are building your social media, oh, don't just send people requests. Don't just ask people to follow. Build a community of people who love you, who love the gift that you have, the gift that you want to serve. Have, build that, build that foundation. Build that foundation of yours and of your dream and of your purpose. And even the people or the community that you build for your social media, let it be a community that loves you, that would celebrate, that would help you. There's a story that I heard of one guy who built a very big social media following with over 2 million, with over 2 million followers. And a time came, a time came when he had, ready, he had a product that he wanted to sell because he thought that he had such a big following he thought that because I mean, I'm, I'm now a businessman, I will sell thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of products. And he was humbled by the fact that he couldn't even sell more than 32 products. Only because he, he did not build the right community that would support him, that would support his dreams. While you're busy monetizing or developing your social media channel, make sure you build that social media with people that love and admire you and the gift that you have. People who will support you. Not to support you by lip service, but to really support you. Who believe in you. Who believe in your dreams. Who believe in the gift that you have and you are carrying. And the last lesson. Or the, the last two lessons. Oh, build the right business system. Oh, build business, build systems around your business. Those systems would help you be consistent with the brand that you've created for yourself. Those systems, it is the business systems that we pass down to our children. And it's the business systems that become their legacy. They help the business system. They help them to take the business where it is and take it to greater and higher heights. It's the systems that give our businesses a higher valuation in the market. It's the business systems that would help us take our companies public. And the last lesson, the last lesson, after we've built the business systems, build a great team. It's been said that, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Show me your business partners and I'll show you the future of your business. When you build the right team, the team that is alive 
stand in purpose. A team that's aligned in vision, that's aligned in dreams. So you will build great companies. But when you build your business, when you the foundation of your future and your gift and your purpose's future, if it's built on the wrong team, it's those people oh, that will keep you poor. It's those people that you have closest to you, that you surround yourself with, that will limit your gift and the reach and the impact that you could have with your gift. Oh, it's been said that, oh, my mentor John Maxwell says that one is too small of a number to achieve greatness. But there's no honor. There's no honor in building, in building a business that's built on the wrong people and on the wrong things because it's the people, it's the team, it's the leadership of a company that determines its future. It's the leadership of a company that determines the height or the greatness that that company can reach. My friend, and these have been the lessons that I've learned in my life. And as I look back on my life, and as I'm celebrating my birthdays, I'm enjoying my cake and my drinks, I wanted to share with you these lessons. My friend, I'll see you next time on the Igniting Dreams Within podcast. Thank you for tuning in. And be blessed.